Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio, here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Great to be with you. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast for all you early birds listening on Sports Overnight America. Got a big show to get to today as we have a full slate of Premier League matches this weekend and some particularly interesting matches to pop up Saturday uh, Chelsea go to Ellen Road, face Leeds United. That is a match of interest to me. Uh, let's see if Fulham can continue after beating Liverpool. Let's see if they can uh, do a number possibly on Manchester City. Unlikely, but you never know. A big, big London derby, of course. The biggest match of the weekend, without da- a doubt, is at the Emirates. It is Arsenal versus Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, let's talk about that match. Uh, is Jose Mourinho's team going to continue what looks to be a decent run of form I mean obviously uh, Gareth Bale is uh, looking terrific Um, uh, Harry Kane looking terrific Son starting to wake up again things looking pretty good Uh, Spurs way uh, do they have do Arsenal have what they need to stop their Man United West Ham also an interesting match clash of top four teams and Liverpool go to Molyneux on Monday to face Wolverhampton Wanderers so Those are some of the matches I will be breaking down and previewing for you. Also giving you some betting tips. All the money lines courtesy of our title sponsor, uh, betonline.ag. We'll see if there's any particularly juicy little bets out there for you so that you can maybe kick it up a notch and enjoy your weekend football just that little bit better. Also, when we come back, let's talk about changes at Sheffield United. Chris Wilder getting the boot. and Let's talk about whether you think that is fair or not. I actually thought Steve Bruce might be the next to go. But, you know, I I kind of thought the situation at Sheffield was a little bit different. But I don't want to get into it now as I only have uh, 30 seconds left. So uh, I'm going to take a break, step aside, gather my thoughts. In the meantime, send me a tweet at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, I'll be right back with more World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM right after this. All right, welcome back to the show. World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm Nick Geber. And with the NBA in full swing, we got college basketball heating up as the schools make their way to the madness. You know that tournament's coming. And so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest, as BetOnline is the spot for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered up for all the news, scores, and odds. It's absolutely the best way to place your bets. It's free to sign up. And by the way, they've got all the football you might want to bet as well. You know I'm talking Premier League, Champions League, Europa League, Ligue 1, Serie A, La Liga. They got it all. And when MLS starts up, they will have that too. Head over to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Uh, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And 
I like to tell you if you're going to bet on sports, and by all means you should, it, it it's a load of fun. It adds to the whole sporting uh, experience, but just do it responsibly and make uh, betting on sports a pastime and not a lifestyle. Well, let's talk about lifestyles because um, at, in Sheffield right now, uh, there is a man who is having to find a different lifestyle. We're talking about Chris Wilder, who has been fired from Sheffield United. And, um, you know, it's an odd one, this. Certainly, certainly, if you look at the table and you look at Sheffield United, and there, and there's certain relegation. I mean, it's not even a question. And there's certain relegation. You can't deny that they've been bloody awful. You can say that since uh, middle of January, they've been a little better. They've had three wins. Um, or is it four wins even, actually, come to think of it? Uh, yeah, they've had four wins uh, since January. So they're at four, they, they, they've won four out of ten, which if you consider the fact that they won zero out of the first 17, uh, I think by any stretch of the imagination, you would have to say was an improvement. Yes, you can look back and say, okay, they lost 2-0 against Southampton at Bramall Lane, but, and they lost 2-0 against Liverpool uh, at, um, at Bramall Lane, but they also beat Aston Villa 1-0 right back at the beginning of the month. So it's a strange one. I mean, you know, you have to wonder, why did you wait till match day 28 to fire the manager when really you knew you were relegated, you know, back at the beginning of January when you had yet to win a game and I think, what, you had two points? I don't understand it. Uh, now, clearly, there's a difference in value to bring in a manager in the Premier League versus a manager in the championship. But if you remember last season, um, they finished ninth. And not only did they, they finish ninth, they, they were playing some really attractive football. But that attractive football is uh, kind of gone. I mean, if you remember last year, they looked through, they beat, they beat Arsenal, they beat Chelsea, they beat Tottenham, they finished ninth place. I mean, that was unbelievable for a promoted team. They had 43 points at this same stage in the league last season. They have 14 points now. This is the longest, they had the longest winless start ever in a Premier League campaign. They went 20 Premier League games without a clean sheet, which was the longest run in Premier League history. They've only won one match away, although that has been at Old Trafford. And it was only in 1976 that Sheffield picked up fewer points after 28 league games so okay so it's been a bad season <laughs> you know but how much of it is Chris Wilder and how much is it Prince Abdullah who's the owner of Sheffield United that's really the question um we know Abdullah is pissed off because he provided funds for Rhea Brewster and Ali McBurney and one could say that they've not been the impact players 
that they thought they would be. But, you know, essentially, outside of those two players, it's the same team that came up two years ago from the championship. I know Chris Wilder wanted more players, felt like he should have signed more players. And he didn't get the support of Prince Abdullah. But, you know, you have to deal with what you get. So I'm going to say, I think, if we're cutting up a big piece of... if If we're carving up the blame pie, who's getting the biggest piece of blame pie here? Is it Chris Wilder? Is it the players? Or is it Prince Abdullah? And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give the largest piece of blame pie in the Sheffield United pie to Prince Abdullah. Because you knew you had a team, and I'm not going to say got lucky last season, because they, they didn't get lucky last season. They played some great football but but last season was a convergence and you have that emotion and that adrenaline of making it to the Premier League and wanting to show everyone that you can stay and you know emotionally and mentally that's a big thing you're fighting for it and they did a great job in their sophomore season that drive that passion that desire to show something mentally they have been weak they needed more players. Abdullah didn't give them. That's his responsibility. Mental weakness of the team, I'm going to ascribe the largest piece of blame pie to Chris Wilder. He did not get his team mentally prepared for the tough, tough fight they were going to have this season in the Premier League. Look, you know when one of the promoted teams has Marcelo Bielsa as its coach, it's highly, highly unlikely that that team is going to be relegated. Do we all agree on that? I mean, I think when we all looked at uh, Leeds coming up into the Premier League, no one looked and said, ooh, I think they're going to go straight back down. I mean, not when you have crap teams like Newcastle and West Brom and Fulham uh, and to a degree Brighton in the league. They're always going to be stuck in that vortex, that relegation vortex. So if you know that, if you know that it's not a sure thing that the three teams that come up are going to bounce back down, and you have your own experience of that, you need to bolster the team. More than just Ali McBurney, for crying out loud. And Rian Brewster who I actually like. I like both the players. It's just not enough. And you know, they didn't add players in January. Again, that's on Prince Abdullah. That's his blame pie. You get what you pay for. So Chris Wilder is gone. We'll see who replaces him. Uh, Whoever replaces him is going to have the task of bouncing this team back from the championship next season because they are 100% going to be relegated. I mean, it's not. It's almost. It's we're not there yet, but but we're very close. I mean, that they are uh, what twelve points off uh, off safety. And ten games left. We got thirty three. We got thirty points to uh, to win. They'd have to get half of it, uh, and the other team would have to drop half. I don't see it. It's basically impossible. 
bye-bye Sheffield United. Prince Abdullah can cry in, you know, in his tea or his beer or whatever it is. I think it's unfortunate. I think it's a mistake. If you were going to fire Wilder, you should have done it earlier in the season. All right, this is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. When we come back, let's get into the Premier League matches this weekend. And by the way, did I not tell you that, did I not tell you that Newcastle Aston Villa was going to be a draw? I know it, I know it happened late, but but I told you that. I am the sage of football and I will be right back. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening to us on the American Forces Network. It is such a pleasure and a privilege to speak with you each and every day as I do at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast, courtesy of Sports Overnight America. And if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning Sirius XM app, or our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. I welcome you to the show. Let's get to the Premier League matches coming up this weekend. And we would be remiss if we did not start with one of the most exciting matches, I think, of the weekend. Fresh off a loss to West Ham United. Leeds are going to be hosting Chelsea, who are, to put it simply, on a bit of a hot streak right now. A hot streak, in fact, that I can tell you they have lost one match in all of 2021. They are three points behind Leicester City. They are four points behind Man United. And they are just firing on all cylinders. They are unbeaten in 11 since Tuchel took charge from Frank Lampard. A move that has seen to have been totally, completely, and utterly vindicated and shown as justified. There were lots of questions about it at the time, and I think I questioned it, but you certainly cannot deny that since Tuchel has taken the helm at Stamford Bridge, this has been a different club. Leeds United, on the other hand, they have not been in the greatest of form. Look, they what is consistent about Leeds, and it's certainly not their results, what is consistent about them is that they come out and they give, they leave everything on the pitch. And they like to play a high-tempo, heavy metal style, organ, almost Jurgen Klopp, very much Bielsa football, which is no surprise. Um, but they've just won, they've won only one game in the last five. So I, I don't think they're going to beat Chelsea. It's a tough call for Leeds. But they are going to play them to a standstill. I wouldn't be surprised to see a number of goals in this game. I'm going to go out on a limb. 
I'm going to say Chelsea 2, Leeds 1. This is at Ellen Road. Chelsea are minus 130. Again, all odds here. These are the mon- This is the money line odds, courtesy of betonline.ag. Chelsea minus 130. Leeds plus 360. I say take Chelsea minus 130. My predicted scoreline 2-1. So take the over 2.5 at minus 102. Um, and if you want to get up early, because it is 4.30 a.m. on the West Coast, 7.30 on the East Coast, uh, this should be a pretty fun game to watch. Uh, Leeds always entertaining. Chelsea, most of the time entertaining. Uh, it's it's great to see. All right, Crystal Palace, West Bromwich Albion is the next. And, um, you know, Palace are another one of these teams. They have really very little to play for. They're not getting relegated. They're, not, they're just not. They're not getting relegated, okay? I mean, they're in 13th place in the table. They have... One one in their last five. That was a um, away at Brighton. They did draw Fulham. They drew United nil nil, and they lost. They got hammered actually at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium four one. But you know Spurs. We're going to get to them. That's another one of these teams right now that is finding form, fitness, and momentum at the right time and at the right place in the season. Um, this, however, is Palace against a West Bromwich Albion. And West Brom heavily in the relegation zone. They are basically done and dusted as well. Although, they have had a decent run their last five games. They have only lost one match, and that was only a 1-0 loss at home to Everton. But they drew Newcastle. They did today. I told you that was going to happen. They beat beat Brighton. They drew Burnley. And they drew 1-1 with Man United. This West Brom team's kind of all over the place and has been wickedly inconsistent and that is what has really really cost them this season against a crystal palace team that really doesn't have much to play for west brom i think if this is their last hurrah this could be a place for them to try to pick up some points so it is at selhurst park it is away i do think this is going to be I tell you what, let's make this the upset of the weekend, shall we? Let's say West Ham pick up all three points at plus 230. That's some fine plus money right there. The draw plus 215. But I'm less convinced on the draw on this one. I'm going to say West Brom are going to win this match. A 1-0 plus 230. Take the away team for the weekend upset. Next up, Everton, Burnley. I don't really know what to say about Everton. Um, They're very good. <laughs> You know, I don't think they have the depth they quite need yet. I don't think they um, have enough options for Ancelotti. They play very hard for him. Richarlison's coming on in in good form, and they need him in good form. And they've had, quite frankly, a uh, you know a uh, decent run of it. They've lost three of their last seven. They're 3-3-1. Three, three and one. So they're three wins, three losses, one draw. Um, and coming up against a Burnley team that, uh, if I were to tell you, was probably one of the most uninspired teams of the Premier League this season next to Newcastle United. I don't think I would be lying. Burnley, again, their form in the last five has been decent. They've only lost one match. That was a, a, a thumping at the hands of Tottenham. Thank you very much, Tottenham, again. But they drew Fulham. 
They drew West Brom. They drew Leicester, which was a surprise, and Arsenal. So, you know, this is going to be a tough match uh, for Burnley, though, going to Goodison Park, facing what is a decent, decent Everton side, one that's also a lot of fun to watch, despite them coming off that 2-0 away loss in London to Stamford Bridge. I like Everton for this one at home, minus 117. Bookmakers would agree with me on that one, too. All right, finally, uh, for the Saturday matches, we have Fulham against Manchester City. And, you know, Fulham's big result, of course, was that huge win against Liverpool. And nobody thought they would take the points. It's really more indicative of the fact Fulham played well. Liverpool are in big, big trouble. And they had an opportunity to get points when nobody thought they would. And they are now almost, just almost, out of the drop zone. They could not have come up against Manchester City Football Club at the worst possible time. Brighton tied on points with them, going to St. Mary's to play Southampton. Newcastle United on their way to play Brighton. That's a huge match, by the way. But Fulham couldn't have found the worst time when the teams above them have, you know, I wouldn't say Manchester City, Arsenal, Liverpool, uh, Chelsea, Leicester City, West Ham type of opponents. Can Fulham do the impossible again and nick the points off a giant when nobody's expecting them to? I'm going to answer you very, very clearly and unequivocally, not a bloody chance. Yes, Man City lost at home to Man United. Okay, it was a derby match. Everything you know about football has to go out the window for a derby match. Also, Fulham are not Man United. Man United are playing some gorgeous football. By the way, football at time that reminds me of Liverpool last season. High-paced, high-tempo, pressing, heavy metal stuff. There's no way in hell <laughs> City are losing dropping points here. So I'm going to tell you right now, take the away team, minus 263. Bookmakers' favorites again. Headed to Craven Cottage to play Fulham. And Fulham's woes will just be extended another week. I, I think Scott Parker's doing a decent job here. I don't think... You know, I actually wouldn't be surprised if they get out of the relegation zone. I'm looking at Brighton. I'm looking at Newcastle. I'm looking at you, Newcastle United. Just how awful are you? All right, those are my picks for Saturday. Let me recap. Leeds, Chelsea at Ellen Road. I'm saying take Chelsea. Crystal Palace, West Brom at Selhurst Park. Ooh, I'm going to go for it. Uh, what did I say? Upset of, no, I said draw, right? Draw. I said take a draw. Everton, Burnley, Goodison Park, take Everton. City, Fulham. You have to take Manchester City. Those are the picks I have for you. Those are Saturday. When we come back after the break, let's get to Sunday. Some juicy, juicy matches on Sunday. Some huge matches. The biggest match, the big North London derby, Arsenal-Tottenham Hotspur. Who's going to win? 
Who do you think? Well, I've got my opinion. Stay tuned. I'll be right back after this. I'm going to tell you where you want to put your money. And by the way, plus money down the line on that. This is World Soccer Radio presented by betonline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Can take a break. Be right back after this. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio. Nick Eber with you here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also uh, Sirius XM. I'm with you every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. And then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern Time. On these very networks, for your edification. Lots of stories going around. Before we get to our Sunday preview, I want to talk about MLS. MLS is getting ready to restart. And as you know, the story with MLS over the last few years has been expansion. And MLS is a fascinating league on a lot of levels. Uh, The quality of football is average. It is what I would consider an average league. Uh, I would put it on par with the Belgium Juniper League or the, at times, the Dutch Eredivisie or et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean. It's not a hyper-competitive League. It's certainly not a league leading, a world leading league. The big story over the last number of years has been expansion. Because while, you know, the quality of football at MLS is not world class, we'll all agree on that, um, it is a very well supported league locally. The people love their local football teams, which they should, because that's what football is all about, right? I mean, that's what it's all about. And expansion has been the name of the game for the league. Who's going to get the next expansion team? Which city's going to get to put up, you know, uh, have their, their, their fan walk from downtown to the stadium? And, you know, the league. And the league likes to collect $200 plus million from each team that wants to join this exclusive club. Because remember, MLS is not about sporting perfection. It's truly about buying your way in to the league. There's been no other way to get in unless you are a massive market that the league is just chomping, like like into Miami. I mean, my God, the league did everything but, you know, bend over and lube up to bring in Miami and David Beckham. By the way, which they probably should have. I'm not saying it was necessarily a bad move. But their expansion has been set. All the teams that are coming in have all been announced and 
uh, you know, there's been a great deal of fanfare and all these guys have agreed to uh, pony up their $200 million, including Sacramento. Well, keep in mind, MLS is not a league that generates massive television revenue rights. The play for MLS, I'm not sure what it is. If I was a billionaire investor, not sure why I would be looking at Major League Soccer to open a team unless I was an integral part to my community and it was more of a community play than a financial play or a love of football. Sacramento was both of those. And Ron Burkle, their league investor, a billionaire, was going to be happily writing that huge check. Well, about two weeks ago, he decided... Based on the disaster of COVID-19, he's just, uh, Ron Burkle decided not to move forward with buying an MLS expansion team in Sacramento. So the league going to look at bringing in another investor. But again, that is a hammer blow for the league, who has been financially strapped and hurt by COVID. It's had to renegotiate with its players' union again. And this was 200 mil that they were looking to split up amongst all the owners of the teams. And right now, they're not getting it. We'll continue to follow this story. Um, I have to uh, be honest with you. As you know, if you listen to me on this show, and you listen to the show, I have listened to me over the decades, um, I, am, I do not really cover MLS in any detail in this show. I don't really follow the league from a sporting standpoint that closely. I, I, it's just there's no promotion, there's no relegation. Uh, I don't follow the Canadian Bas- the Canadian Football League uh, instead of the NFL. I don't follow, uh, you know, the minor league basketball leagues, and uh, I just don't really follow Major League Soccer that closely because it is not the game at its highest level. I'm sorry, those are the facts, and that's why. It doesn't mean that I'm not interested. It doesn't mean I don't respect the league. It doesn't mean I don't respect the teams, the players, but most importantly, I have the absolute respect for you as a fan of a Major League Soccer team, of which I am not. Uh, Yes, I have worked for the LA Galaxy before. Yes, you know that. If you follow me, listen to me, know me. Yes, I have been integral in helping to promote the league in its early years. But I am just not a fan of the league. It doesn't mean I'm, 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 I'm a detractor of the league. It just doesn't tickle my fancy. The Premier League tickles my fancy. Let's get on with it, shall we? Let's get to Sunday's matches. Bright- Southampton, Brighton, Hove, Albion. Well, you know, Southampton are another one of these teams, interestingly enough. Uh, we were talking about teams that had really good seasons last year. Now, they didn't just get promoted like Sheffield United did last season. But, you know, uh, uh, Southampton... Uh, can be a wonderful side, and they can play some gorgeous football. But they've been pretty bloody awful of late. Since being up in sixth position and beating Liverpool 1-0 back in the beginning of the year, ooh, it's been just awful. I think they've won one match 
if I'm not mistaken. And I, and I, and I may be mistaken, but I think they've won uh, two matches. Pardon me. They beat Southampton and they beat... Uh, sh- they beat Southampton. They are Southampton. Uh, <laughs> they beat... Um, uh, I'm just trying to look at the... the uh, no, they lost to Leeds. They drew Chelsea. Right. They've won one match. There you go. That was last week uh, against... Uh, the, or two weeks ago against Sheffield United at Bramall Lane. That has been an awful run of form. And when they played Man City last outing, you know, they looked actually really good earlier on in, uh, earlier on in the game. Um, they just seem to concede goals when they shouldn't. They just seem to kind of not have the stamina and the backbone that one would expect. Brighton, on the other hand, um, are in big trouble. Uh, this team is awful. This team is uninspired. This team is incapable, really, of scoring goals. I, I mean, you know, that's the truth of it, right? I mean, they have scored more goals than most of the teams other than Newcastle down that end of the table. But uh, they just they just haven't done it results-wise. And it's been a bad run of form. I mean, you know, they have not won a game since uh, the beginning of last month. or uh, And the bottom right at the beginning when they beat Liverpool in the early days of Liverpool's, you know, horrid decline. But this one to me, Southampton, Brighton, both these teams struggling. We need to kind of move on here because we've got a bunch more matches and I've been blabbering on. Um, this could be a draw. So let's take a draw for this one. Southampton, uh, Brighton, I'm going to take a draw at plus 193. Uh, Leicester, Sheffield United. I uh, don't know what to say about Leicester except love them. Brendan Rodgers has done a wicked job with this team. And yes, they are kind of not quite playing quite as solidly as they did earlier on in the season. They are generally a team that doesn't have a lot of depth and and tends to fade more towards the end of the season. This isn't going to be it. They're playing Sheffield United, now managerless Sheffield United, dead set at the bottom of the table. No way they're losing this at the King Power. Leicester City, minus 185. Arsenal, Tottenham, North London derby. Everything to love right now about Tottenham Hotspur, on top of which playing some wickedly fun football. Um, Arsenal are in their normal, expected, inconsistency mode. They're 2-2-1 in the last five. I mean, they draw Burnley. You know, coming off beating Leicester City at the KP 3-1. They barely get beat by Manchester City. You know, they beat up on Leeds United 4-2. They they go toe-to-toe with the goal fest. And then they lose to Villa. They lose to Villa. They draw Burnley. Boy, oh boy, they are meeting a uh, Tottenham Hotspur team, though, that is getting it all together. They are... Flying high, firing on all cylinders. I am very interested in watching this Tottenham team. Uh, There's been three wins in a row. Burnley, Fulham, Crystal Palace. The thing about it is, if you look, it's nine goals. Nine goals in three matches for Tottenham. So, I think Tottenham are going to win. This is at the Emirates. I'm going to take Tottenham Hotspur plus 185. Some decent, decent odds there. You definitely want to take them at this point. All right, let's move along. Manchester United, West Ham. This will be another fabulous match to watch. Really, really will. 
Uh, Man United, of course, coming off the big derby win against City. That was a great result. I thought they played incredibly. And uh, and West Ham, um, you know, they're going to definitely be a different look for United. Um, <clears throat> I think I'm going to take a draw on this one. So I'm going to take West Ham, a go-to... Uh, go to Old Trafford and going to get a draw at plus 240. And finally, Monday, Liverpool go to Molyneux. Look, Diogo Jota's back. Um, Fabinho's back. Uh, it's a it's a long road back for Liverpool. They are getting some key players back. They're going to get a big result at Molyneux, and I'm going to go with Liverpool at minus 128, which when you consider the fact that you're talking about minus 128 and Liverpool away from home in the same breath shows you just how far their star has fallen. All the talk about Klopp, all the talk about him going, all the talk about the pressure, it's ridiculous. Is Klopp to blame for some of this? Yeah, I think he is to blame for a little bit of it in terms of, you know, I'd like to have seen him be a bit more tactically flexible. Is this the same Klopp meltdown or, you know, that we saw at the end of uh, his his tenure at Borussia Dortmund? No, not really. This is purely as a result of having some of your key players injured players that are so key to the whole shape and method of the football and the team that you've built around that having them not there is a huge problem so we shouldn't be overly surprised as the players come back Liverpool will be strong again I predict next season they will be title contenders again provided you know they don't play Everton early on and lose their top players all right uh this is World Soccer Radio I'm Nick Kieber find me on Twitter at Nick Kieber N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R Facebook facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio you can also find me uh, right here on these networks Monday through Friday 6 p.m Pacific 9 Eastern then again midnight Pacific 3 a.m on the East Coast and if you miss any part of this show never fear you can pick it up as soon as it's over on our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. I'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back. Ah, I'm so looking forward to this North London derby over the weekend. Um, this is really one of these great matches. The, the only sadness I have about all these derbies, you know, we had the Manchester derby, what, a couple of weeks ago. We had having the North London derby. We had the, you know, we've obviously had uh, the Merseyside derbies, et cetera, et cetera. It's, you know, the lack of fans is just changing the whole way these things look. And the one thing about derby matches is you can always throw form out the window. You can always throw your statistics out the window. You can always league position. None of this matters. I can promise you this. Tottenham could be at the bottom of the table and Arsenal could be at the top of the table or vice versa. And it would be a close run match no matter what because the passions run so high. I would suggest to you that if you watched the Manchester derby of just a couple of weeks ago, where Man City were, what, uh, 17 points ahead of United? (laughs) United stuck it to them. I mean, they went to the Etihad and they outplayed City from start to finish and fully deserved the three points they got. But if you look at goal scoring, where right now City have scored 11 goals more and conceded 11 goals less, 
if you look at points in the table, if you look at table position, I mean, statistics would have told you Man, Man United were in for a rough night, which they did not have. So, hope you manage to watch the North London Derby, one of the great matches of English football. You definitely want to check it out. Uh, plus, I'll give you some of the other highlights. Let's run quickly down uh, the big upsets I have. I think West Brom, uh, Crystal Palace will be a draw. I don't know if that's an upset. Um, a draw, Southampton, Brighton. Good pointage there. Tottenham will beat Arsenal. Uh, Manchester United, West Ham, a draw. There you go. And uh, Wolves, Liverpool, Liverpool will win. Those are my predictions. Hope you enjoy the football. I will speak to you on Monday. Cheers. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.